Welcome to Sharon Feelings. My name is Chris Sharon. Hey everyone, how are we doing today? I'm recording this on an absolutely perfect day in New York City. The sun is shining, it's like 50 degrees outside, there's a slight breeze in the air, and birds are chirping. Listen, if you know, you know. (laughs) It must be a sign, because this episode is going to fill you with absolute joy. I'm so pleased to introduce actor, singer, dancer, writer, producer, CEO, boss man, total badass, Mr. Sherrod Williams. Sherrod is a Broadway performer and the creator of his own web series, Neighbors, which you'll hear all about in this episode. Sherrod takes us through his journey of success, always watching and learning as he goes, fighting the thought of feeling behind, and thriving off what he calls the quiet hustle. We discuss the path to finding your star quality, honing it, not comparing it to others, and letting it guide you. We settle on the idea that with the right intention, anything is possible. There are plenty of seats at the table, so take yours. Ask yourself, what is actually stopping you from being the person you want to be, from believing in yourself and your dreams? Now is the time to level up and make it happen. Enjoy. Just a hot mess, but owning it honestly, like that's really truly how we get through life these days. <laughs> what else can What else can we do? You know, truly, I'm like a whole hot mess, but honestly, always owning it. Like pretty proud of that fact. Hell um, yeah! You know, but here we are. For whenever you want to get started. Oh I'm my sure gosh, I no, we we've it, already so, begun. Yeah. I'm I'm loving it, man. I'm I'm loving. Oh, are you recording? Oh yeah, always, man. Oh, yes, 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 yes. We keep it cash. so good. I was like not even right. Okay, well, wait. Hi, guys. I'm sure. Um, I was like, wait, where's the intro? Like, you didn't warn me. We're talking. I'm wow. obsessed. I'm obsessed. Yeah, man. You know, I, I made a goal for myself for this year, which is sort of the first goal that I made in regards to the podcast beyond just making stuff, you know what I mean? Which is, I want to do 50 episodes this year because when I first really started the podcast, I had then just recently booked Disney Cruise Line again. So I left pretty soon after I had the idea in place. And at first I was trying to balance the two and and then once being on a ship and stuff, it just became nearly impossible to sort of juggle both of them. So I kind of left the podcast to the side and just focused on the job that I was doing. And so, yeah, coming back from that and trying to sort of resurface, you know, once the pandemic hit, you know, I lost, I lost that job because of the pandemic. And so it was just a crazy time. You know, I don't have to tell you. So I reinvigorated the idea because I, I'm just really searching for a way to be creative and feel productive and, you know, fight the unemployment life and just feel like, you know, I have value. You know what I mean? It's, it's really been a struggle. And I saw that you have, or have had uh, like a YouTube series, which like vlogging series, which is in my opinion, (laughs) even more challenging than a podcast to sort of create and put out there. And it's so crazy because even that has, okay, I'm just going to give a disclaimer for anyone who's listening that like, I'm a, I'm a story person. So I'm sorry in advance. Not that, I mean, that's the point of this, obviously, but, like, I can get off in a tangent and just spiral down the stories because my brain is just so linear. Let's do it. I have to, I have to start from the beginning and work my way through. Okay. okay. So, 
Here we go. So the blog, Hi You Guys, or, you know, as I'm known as Mr. Hi You Guys, it really was just like a funny random thing I did one time during Hamilton, Chicago years ago. And it kind of stuck. Like I noticed like a little uptick on my Instagram. Everyone was like, you're an idiot. This is crazy. This hand motion thing you do is so funny. (laughs) And I was like, cute, cute, cute. Okay, okay, okay. Then I kind of kept it going. And then post Hamilton, you kind of go through this period where you quickly realize, okay, now that you're not in Hamilton, under the umbrella of Hamilton, you're kind of a nobody again. Wow. And I hate to say it that way, but it's just kind of how it is in the public. Like you're hot, you're everything, you're the shit, and then you left the show, and now it's like, who is that? Right. So, I was like, this was fun, this is cute, and, and I probably didn't realize it at the time, not even probably, I didn't realize it at the time, that if I would have really pushed and capitalized on I'm in Hamilton and built how you guys as a brand, mm-hmm. for example, it really could have popped off, like, I probably could have been selling merch, and people probably would have bought it, because I had stickers that a friend gave me for Christmas in the show with like she drew me with the hand symbol and made stickers and people were buying them from me like later it's crazy wow. so you know what I to say I was like how can I keep it going after Hamilton and it became like a vlog idea which exactly is is very hard as you said and even more so YouTube is such a culture that I'm just now getting into now because of my web series that I'm really trying to figure out how it works because I really didn't know all these years that people really are really doing it on YouTube, yeah. like making money, and like money. consistently, like doing it. Yeah. So I was like, all right, Sherrod, you gotta like, what are we doing? What are we doing? You yeah. Know? So <laughs> I like brought the vlog back for 2021. So we'll see. Yeah. If I can keep it up. I don't know if 50 episodes is in my spirit, <laughs> but like, you know, I'm proud of you because that was a goal and I know you're about to slay. So. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I'm going to try at least. That's for sure. I, I am trying to simplify the process in the sense that like, you know, I feel like we're similar in the sense that we have big dreams and we have big goals and we have big expectations that come along with those dreams. And I think that in the same step as that or parallel to that, I think I also need to simplify and just be like, okay, the way we get there, even though there might feel far, perhaps like in terms of distance or just in terms of like spectacle, I think the way we get there is this step-by-step process. We write it out we decide how we can do this plan, we cross things off a list, and then we get farther, and then we make a new plan, and make a new list, and it's just bop, 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 and... Amen. Yeah, it's it's that process right now. Intellectually, I understand it, but practically implementing it in my day-to-day life, for some reason, is eluding me, <laughs> and... Well, it's, it's because we're such tangible, see-it-to-believe-it, recognition-now kind of people, but it really comes from the art form we're in, I feel, and it's like, if you haven't reached a certain status, or if you haven't received X, Y, and Z back, am I doing anything? And it's kind of like that constant need to have that, right? And I know, because I'm such a faith-driven person... I can do the in-between thing when I'm not getting that attention, I'm not getting that thing and still be quietly hustling. Mm. And, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, or you brought it up earlier, this idea of pressure. And I think that that is there because we're just used to the world taking a certain way. And now that it's not, we're really in a consistent lull of, like, nothing is happening, nobody's going to pat your back. No one, like, you did well in this audition, they're like, okay, what audition? Unless you have, like, a manager and a full team really still pulling for you, because there are auditions, don't be, don't be fooled. Right. But, yeah, it's, it's, I think that that's why that feeling is there. 
For sure, yeah, I I agree. So completely. step by step, absolutely. Have you sort of like thought about what life is going to be like when we finally come out of this? You know, vaccines fully go out and we're just like living the life again. I don't know. Are we are we crammed in <laughs> Pearl know. Studios again? I don't know. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, I I have thought about it. I wouldn't say extensively to the point of like I haven't quite had that full breakdown of like oh my god I miss Broadway. I just want Broadway back. Like I haven't had that moment at all. And I probably would be lying a bit if it wasn't because I wasn't necessarily pumping in an eight-show-a-week schedule in some show when the pandemic happened. So it wasn't like my life got, you know, stripped from me right away. I kind of was already in a survival, creative, who knew at the time, I didn't, but in a building, my own thing space. Mm. Like the beginning blocks of that, I just didn't know it. But I think life after this will be very different but if I'm, I'm going to talk about me personally, I'm going to, I think, be happier because I think that I'm taking the time to really stretch myself and push myself in new artistic areas that I didn't know I was interested in. Mm. And it's getting to the point where I am realizing I'm not only interested, but I'm called, in a sense, to do it, too. So that's what's very exciting. Like, I feel like I'm living in my purpose more fully lately and so, it's taking me back to the basics in so many ways because it's, it's reliant on me doing me and being an individual. And I think that we, I had gone through a period that I didn't know I was relying on friends or people or other creatives to kind of do things together. I always wanted to collaborate when it's like, no, it's okay to just be living fully in your CEO boss bitch energy. Like yes. that is okay. Yes. And and when you really embrace that and stop running from it, because I've just run from it, I think, in a lot of different ways. Just this thing, people used to always say, oh, you're such a star. You're just a star. And it used to piss me off. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. It would annoy me because I was like, I feel like you're forcing this pressure or this level to live up to over me. And I just, like, really, really hated it. But I think it was really just me not wanting to accept that, I hate to say it this way, but some people just really are born with a light and a charisma and an innate natural thing. And they just can tap into it and they bring it into everything they do. And you just have that survive. And that's what people are seeing. And if they want to label it as a star, it's not disrespectful. It's actually the biggest compliment. So like stop being a brat and just say thank you and live on that. I It's so funny because it's becoming a... This, what I'm explaining, I've been living in this thought for a while now, and one of my dreams, if we're talking about dreams, is to, I think, have like a multimedia brand or production company, and it's it will be called Coco Dusted Productions, and basically, it's a direct translation of what we're saying, this idea of like, especially people of color, we just have this innate Coco Dusting that can come in all shades, obviously, yes. and it's that special thing that you sprinkle onto everything you do in life. And that's literally what Coco Dustin means to me. I think that everybody has it in them. I think it's about finding it. I think it's about honing it. I think it's about accepting it. I think it's about not comparing it. Mm. Like, it's all those things. Because it's not to say that I'm more talented than you because I have more charisma and I have a light and you don't. It's like, no, we all are on this earth and we all have something to offer. But some people really can, like, dig into it and find it. And some people run away from it. Or some people just, like, don't see it as that but I think it definitely is something that you can find and honestly 
it, it usually comes when you're not even looking for it. You just kind of live. Absolutely. You just kind of do your thing and not stress, you know? I Absolutely. Know. Yeah, I, I something I responded to so deeply that you had said about your journey to college was like this sense of knowing yourself maybe more than you even really knew what it is that you wanted to physically do with your life. Like, and that kind of faith in oneself is something that is so incredibly intriguing to me, just especially at a younger age to sort of believe in yourself that it's going to sort of happen for you, whatever it is, but it'll work out and you just kind of have to trust and just like as long as you're moving forward you're moving forward you know what i mean and the rest will sort of find you yeah it was it's so funny Brent, because you explaining it in that way makes me think because i i always tell it from the way of looking at it that i only went to for example montclair state because a lot of my friends in my high school didn't get into that school and i was trying to get away from them in a sense and like really find my own way and they had a lot of major options. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just think it's not classical music. So I'm just going to show up and I'll figure it out when I get there. And it's so opposite of who I was growing up or who I was kind of bred to be because I was such a planner, make a things to do list, think ahead kind of person that I always tell it from the standpoint, like I was saying, that in college is when I realized being an artist is being okay with the anonymity of what is going to come. And I really struggled with that because I wanted to know what is the success rate of me starting dance now? Will I actually get into a company? Am I going to like, like, like what, like, like lay it out for me, make it plain. Like what's the tea? <laughs> and, and, and it was like, if I'm going to be an artist, you can't live like that. You kind of just have to go and just like cross your fingers. And are you down for that? And at some point I think I can't say I like, accepted it full force i think that i just started getting good at the craft and realized okay i'm on an uphill journey clearly it's obviously not for nothing so i think it'll work out so they kind of met halfway in the middle but it was a come to jesus moment where i was like oh bitch are you gonna like really should you be chasing that nine to five like should you be whatever other major not in the college of the arts because (laughs) Woo-wee, you know, it, it could go any which way, babes. So, and I, I, I found the light, though. And yes, you I'm did. very grateful for all the people there who were like, you could do this. Yes, who were saying you were a star because you were. Oh, my God. Don't start this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you. Truly, thank you. It's because you, you, need, you need to hear it more than you think. So you're a fucking star. Ah, thank you. Thank <laughs> you, man. I'm realizing we're constantly battling this perception that other people have of us and how that sometimes tricks us into believing that that is who we are or feeling like we need to mold ourselves based on how other people see us or even worse how we how our own minds can interpret us and And social media does not help (laughs) okay let's keep it a buck social media does not help that no it doesn't at all i think and I talk about this a lot. It's just I feel like I'm constantly having to remind myself that everything that I see on social media is part of a process that, that whatever person that posted it went through and it is carefully thought out and it is designed to appeal to you and it doesn't discredit whatever you have to offer. I think yeah. it's just different. It's their own thing. I think that... You know, I, I heard this recently from like an artist I want to say I can't remember I was listening to a podcast and someone said this and they're like social media is 
literally like the greatest hits of your life. And it's exactly what you're saying. Everything is curated in a way to like make a streamline and you just start to make up like this person's life is this and this person's life is that. But like rarely are people posting the ugly, the bad times, the struggles. But I think that you have to, again, figure out your light, your cocoa dusting, like the thing that makes you tick like your purpose in life because if you have that nobody can take that yes and that's really what keeps you from i think spiraling and i really am a a big advocate of like hustling quietly like a quiet hustle is where it's at because that also means that it's about you and it's for you it's not for anybody else i need to showcase the cute little passion project or this fierce meeting I just had, or this grant I just got. Like, I don't need to post about all that. Like, I don't need to add that to my greatest hits because it's not about y'all and it's about me, you know? So I think that that's, if I had to offer a little nugget of something to, like, keep you on the straight and narrow, people. Um, Because you just expect so much stepping into the real world, I think. And I know what that feels like. And I know what it's like to kind of be in the trenches alongside certain friends and artists and be feel like you're all climbing the ladder together. And at a certain point, your career is kind of like one goes, one kind of like plateaus or, or people discover they're not into it or they want to do other things. And it's hard. It's just hard. And like, it's an everyday struggle. Like, I'm not even going to sit here and be like positive penny the whole time. So even the past two weeks, I feel like I felt pressure. And I have to also share the bad and the ugly, right? And it's like, for example, my web series, I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier about getting back to the basics. And the basics for me was I set out to create this piece of work and to do this thing for the experience, purely, simply the experience. Was not trying to get to Netflix and HBO, said that multiple times continually throughout the like pre-production, production, -production, post-production process out loud to my team to just keep like being like the the north star is us getting better and growing it's not ooh can we submit this to this and this and this if we can i'm not going to say no sure like if, if it if it comes out that it's pretty dang good and it is if i must say so myself hell yeah and it's it's like you know i'll sure i'll push i'll, I'll see about taking up opportunities but it's been tough because even people attached to the project are putting pressure on me without even knowing that they are or, or forgetting i should say what it was about so this is me speaking to you and everyone who's listening but also myself that like you really have to believe in yourself and remember why you do things and remember that if it's for you it's for you so I'm going to take it day by day, right? What you said, the step-by-step journey, because that's more important to me to build the blocks because now I do know that I, I want to do more with it, but I'm not going to be pressured into doing it at anyone's rate, anyone's pace, or like, you need to be doing this and this. No, I'm going to do me, babes, because that's what I've been doing, and that's how I got to 2021. Yes. So thank you so much. Happy birthday. Happy New Year. Yes. Right. You know, that's why I'm at. For me, there's this creeping expectation that one, we have to make money from it because that's what people do now with their creative projects. Everybody's making fucking shit ton of money. You know what I mean? I trust me. I oh, I know. I I very much know. And it's and the thing is, like, you can though. Like, you you can if you want it. Like, for example, you with what we're doing here, just the light and the the beauty that's coming out of your eyes. And the way your face lights up when you smile, you should be pushing to, like, be on the level because, like, this is incredible. And the fact that it's giving back to you means that somebody else 
will get something as well. You know, so, I, so I'm just like, I, I really feel like I I would never knock anybody who's like, yo, I'm about to get this money and get this work. Yes, yes bitch. Yes. Let's fucking go. Level the fuck up. I'm all the way here for it. Absolutely. You know, because with the right intention behind it, anything is possible. And, you know, I, I can't talk about it enough, but it's my baby and I love it. Yeah. Neighbors really taught me that. I think that we would not have gotten through it as quickly as the idea came to fruition. And then, like, now here we are winning film festivals. It's just like that would not have happened if my intentions weren't in the right spot. Yes, yes. And it was, it really was like, I'm just going to lead with love. And all of a sudden the money came and the people came and people were like, let's do this and this and this. I'm like, if you're willing to go above and beyond, I'm not going to say no. And, you know, but you can make money from it and you can do the thing and still love it and still be doing it for the right reason. Yes, yes. You know, in fact, that probably makes it more of a reason to get paid for it because you're not just in it for the fame and the clout. Yes. You're in it to, like, spread love and wisdom and, you know, because that's what this is, share feelings. We pardon this interruption to share with you Broadway for Racial Justice, a nonprofit organization of black, indigenous, and people of color fighting for racial injustice and equity within the Broadway and theatrical communities at large. Founded by Broadway performer Brandon Michael Nays, this organization seeks to give voice and bring aid to BIPOC in the theatrical community who have felt unseen or unsafe. Broadway for Racial Justice is working to develop an emergency fund for artists of color, establish a hotline to report racism in the workplace, and institute a call to action for theaters, production companies, and all theatrical groups to make a change. Check out Broadway for Racial Justice on YouTube to stay updated, informed, and entertained. For any additional information, visit their website, bfrj.org, or on Instagram, at Broadway for Racial Justice. It goes back to, okay, story time. Yes. It goes back to Hamilton again, because I think when I got to Hamilton, I was already sort of secretly itching to figure out how to train or break into, like, on-camera work. Okay. And I feel like the spirit was telling me, like, when was the last time you've had, like, that show that's, like, four black gay guys just living, like, that slice of life kind of thing? Like, when's the last time we had that? And I was like, you know, I want that back. And then it was kind of this budding voice that was like, you should just write it. What if you created it? And I was like, no, I'm I'm not a writer. Like, I was the furthest thing from that. That was the furthest thing from even ever coming to happen in my brain at that time. I was like, let me just get these six tracks down because I was a swing. Okay. And fast forward to like a year later, I'm leaving Hamilton and it's still there. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Then fast forward to another year later, I finished like my last performance contract, which who even knew would be my last performance contract before the pandemic, like the fall of 2019, late fall. And I was like, okay, well, there's nothing lined up for once and you have time. So get your computer and go to a coffee shop and just start writing. Um, and I've always been good with words. Like I was in like honors English and like AP history in high school. So yes, like, whatever. Sir. Like I was like, okay, I, I'm, I know I'm good with words, but writing screenwriting scripts that's like i don't know about that so we just started and i got a survival job at second stage theater in midtown which was just me sitting in the box office behind the computer all day and i was like this is perfect like because i could just do it at work too (laughs) so it just became like a round the clock thing of me writing these scripts and just figuring it out as i go and that's definitely a product of 
my entire career being learn as you go, learn on the job. Like that's, I, I mean, I went to school for dance and then I found myself on Broadway and it's like, okay, now be a cat. I'm like, all right. Um, you know, it's just, I'm just literally learning as I go, always watching and learning and watching and learning because I wasn't in class with Clay James yelling at me. So <laughs> here we are. And so, okay, in between all that, we're living life, right? So I had time. And I had been writing and I'd fallen in love with it. Like, I could have gone to a coffee shop every day with my computer, got a cup of coffee, and just, like, been writing. Ugh. I was, like, so obsessed. So when the pandemic hit, I was one of those weird people that was not upset because, again, I wasn't getting pulled out of an eight-show week. I was like, great, I can sit on my couch and write all day. <sighs> Sign me up. Wow. Like, you know, it was it was crazy. And I even went on to, like, have these, like, readings of the first script I am still working on is it's a show called On the Brink and I like did two readings with some friends during the pandemic because it was like what Zoom? Oh, you can have ten people on Zoom, let's do a reading. So I did that like one or two times and I got my pilot to like a spot that I really liked and I was like sending it to like any sort of like contact I knew who may have had another contact afforded to and I just hated waiting. I hated sitting like I'm feeling like I'm sitting in my living room. And I'm at the mercy of somebody else. Uh. And in the midst of, like, the uprising of, like, people of color and being like, you know, forget that life. Like, we make our own table and we'll decide if you have a seat at the table with us. Yes. You know, living in that mindset, I was like, I don't want to sit here. What am I going to do? Like, sit here for six months to ten years waiting for somebody to maybe open the email, maybe read the first ten pages and maybe go, okay, who's this little chocolate man from Hamilton Heights? So (laughs) I was like, you know, forget it. I'm just gonna start small and what it what did people like Issa Rae emulate her love her she's also a fellow Capricorn like that's my good sis yes um you know cousin East I was like what did she do and I always knew that she started with like a web series so I was like what if I start small have my own thing something I can control and then really truly at the root of it was about experiencing it for me from the level of can I even pull this off do I even have the chops from the bits and bits and bits I've learned from like acting and things and the couple classes I've taken along the way to lead a whole series like can I even do this and if I do a small on the web series level and it might remain anonymous to a certain degree because it won't be like what more than like 50 people watching it maybe great because that way if I fail I fail if I succeed even better wow so I called Joey I'm like hey bro um okay I have this idea that I think could be really cute so we had, like, a little picnic up in, like, a park in Inwood, and we kind of talked about it, and he had just gotten his iPad, so he was obsessed. So he was, like, charting it on his iPad for me. I'm just, like, brainstorming all these ideas. And I'm literally doing what I do when I write because I'm a big, like, pull from people's lives okay. kind of writer. So I'm, like, always probing my friends for material. They don't know this, so I'm, like, asking them questions or listening to their stories and be like, be careful what you say because it might end up on the page. Yeah. And it usually does. Yeah. So... I, me and Joy were talking, and there's, like, a couple of different storylines pulled from, like, real-life events, kind of loosely. Some of it's fiction. Some of the characters are fake. A lot of them are real-life friends who yeah. actually have those names in real life for a reason. And that was, like, middle of July. And by beginning of July, I already had, like, my DP, which was a friend who had been itching to put his equipment to use and try his hand at being a videographer and you know I called some friends I was like you need to direct and you need to direct and and hey you should help me write this a little bit uh, like you know and uh, what within like a month and a half I had a GoFundMe going and a full video being like 
I'm doing a <laughs> and it's called this. And it really was just like more people got attached who like then all of a sudden the graphic designer I used from before jumped onto this, and then you know Giuseppe was there and Daniel was there, and then all of a sudden it was like you know my friend Everett after we had filmed it was like it's been a dream to a secret dream to underscore and compose music for a show. So I would love to just do it because it would just be a dream come true to experience that and I was like you're on brand for what I do because it's about the experience so you're hired yes. you know so it just became like a leveling up snowball and I and I say this all the time in the way that when I was calling my friends to be a part of it I was explaining it like something cute simple we charge up our iPhones and film it on our phones and like iMovie edit that bitch together oh yeah like it was not supposed to be this seven episodic fully edited like in my brain it was small 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 and it just kept getting bigger because people kept and you know and then that's pressure right it's pressure for me because i literally executive produced casted show ran became like editing like editor with like my dp because i don't even know i had editing skills like that but i was like the music needs to start here and And he was like yeah that works (laughs) i just kept like I put, like, they called me Aquaman in the editing room because I was putting out fires, baby. <laughs> These fires we would have, they would be like, Aquaman, you know, ignite. Like, a bitch was on it to the max. Like, Olivia Pope and then some. So, that's, like, that's, that was me. And that was a really long way of answering your question, but that's kind of how we got there. Incredible. And I will never, ever, ever forget it because as much as it was hard... It was so rewarding, oh. and you know, it's just it was so worth it oh, to, yeah. especially in the time we did it, like in the pandemic, like we went in four months, we had a full web series. I was like, what the heck? Who does this? I know. Like people, people believe in you, and and it's like, in the, if I, I know I'm talking a lot, but no, if I, I give you um one little bit of inspiration, I feel like God just spoke to me to say to you, is this feeling of like you'd be surprised by just believing yourself and putting it out there. How many people? actually really support you and believe in you like I really didn't know that it would be like here's a thousand dollars or here's 50 bucks or here but oh yes like let me reshare this let me post this like I you'd be surprised how many people they may not double tap always on the photos and the videos but they see and they support and they appreciate and they're here for the content and if you want to legitimize yourself and and push and pull up and funnel money and invest or like whatever like do it yeah. Do it. If this is what you enjoy, do it. Because you'd be surprised how many people are waiting for you to step out on the scene, full out, fully in you, and, like, kill it. So, I don't know. I just feel like wow. um, the Spirit told me to say that to you. I so, yeah. receive it fully. Thank you for that. that uh, what a story. I I am, wow. I need to take a minute after that. Um, <laughs> I was like a train. I'm like, no, I'm you like, just, so you just spoke to me, man. Um, I mean, literally and emotionally. But... I thank you for that because I think sometimes I I like enjoy getting in my own way for absolutely no reason and I like think we you need said. to you know what I mean just get the fuck out and like let's let's level up because it's now's the time truly and, yes that's that part now is the time like the pandemic hit and now you really don't have a reason not to yes like, that was also a big factor I forgot that was driving me last year and like to end 2020 in the way I did like for it to start the way it did then go into a pandemic then end with like a full it's like but it's that part it's like there's no reason right now like what is stopping you like you're unemployed so is who like all these actors all these people like so many people are unemployed and and 
you know, the industry is leveled to the ground yes. at this point. So there really is no reason yes. to not. Yes. It's so yeah. true. And I, I sort of, that's how I wanted to view things, you know, since the pandemic, because it really, in a lot of ways, gifted us with this opportunity to understand that, like, you have to invest in yourself and you have to believe in yourself and you have to love yourself and the time and attention that you spend elsewhere is time taken away from you. And I think that... (laughs) And you know, we have to give that... We have to give that time and energy away. We do. But if we leave 0% left for us, then then I think that's sort of what happens to a lot of people. It definitely happens to me, I think. And and even like you said in, in one of your responses, I think, you know, it's audition, audition, Broadway, Broadway, Broadway. When you're in New York City, it's like, how can I get the next job? And it's head down, yes. pound the pavement. And, you know, yes. which clearly has benefited you in, in terms of certain successes that you've had uh, as a theater artist. But also, if you don't give yourself enough time and attention and love and support, the foundation will break beneath you, I think. And what I admire about you on top of just your resume is the fact that it seems like probably in a combination of just how you grew up and who you are and also your faith, it has sort of built this foundation of just like love and trust within yourself that like I am just so inspired by man like you fucking created this show like it's unbelievable just because hearing you talk about it's like oh yeah anybody could do that but no you put in the real work every single day and you never stopped believing in yourself even if i'm sure there were days where you're like fuck this i can't do it i'm giving up you know you sort of the longevity of it lasted and it's just really inspiring and i don't want it to go unnoticed and i'm excited i don't know do you have plans for sort of evolving it in a way or it's just, it's just you're just so on the money because i again i've just gone through that very recently this feeling of like i don't want to give away too much energy to other things that aren't feeding my creative journey and what's propelling me forward for what i want to do and you kind of fight yourself because sometimes you feel like am i being selfish am i being unrealistic um because some of the things i do feel like i'm giving myself to in life right now are good things and are causes that I, I very much believe in. But it's hard because I, to answer your question, yes, like I do want to continue building this brand and I have like this other project in my head of something I want to do because someone said to me this week in a meeting, like it just sounds like your superpower is connecting with people. And I think that that was such a poignant way to put what I was trying to explain to her about the things I'm going to do into one sentence. And it's so true. And I, and I think that I just want to dive into that. And I, and I very much am in this place where I'm stretched in just a couple of different directions that don't necessarily feel like they're feeding that journey of me wanting to do more, right? Like yes. me wanting to really give some time and some love and some energy into investing in this idea of like, could Coco Dusted Productions be a thing that you created from the ground up and, and it's okay to not necessarily want to jump on anybody else's bandwagon or train or whatever to get to the top. It's okay to put in the hard-earned work and building your own thing from the ground up. So it's just all that mixed into a pot right now. But I feel pretty good about where it's heading. And I feel like God kind of recently this week tipped his hand and showed me a couple things 
if I can just calm down and relax. And I know you're like, you're very calm. I'm like, no, I, I, yeah, I, I can be calm, but I can also be like, I want to know right now. Yeah. Um, which, which is what I was saying before about like college. It was like just a scary, like, okay, you're not going to know all the answers, but you also find that that's exciting. So yes, I want it and I want to grow it and it would be cool to do like a neighbor season two. Um, that is the prayer and the hope and, it's definitely in the cards like in my head it's happening and we're building towards that but i've recently discovered it's not like it has to be by july 1st we're filming it can be when it works for you guys and when you have all the pieces in place because this is your thing you know like there is no pressure yes so who really cares like do it when you do it and if you love me and you support the the cause and the journey you'll be there when we're ready <sighs> <laughs> just truth well, after I mean, truth. You hit, me, though. you hit me though when you said you you hit me with that. That, ooh, that was a real. The spirit spoke back to me through you. I'm telling you because you are you are just so on the money about investing yourself and not letting other things take away the energy. Because you know you sit behind a computer working from home for x amount of hours, and then like after that, where's the energy left to get back on the computer for five more hours to invest into your thing? I'm grateful for two things. I'm grateful that I had people in my camp who got attached to it who were like, we should fucking go full out because I didn't know that what I had was good enough. Like the story was good enough. I'm like a first time writer. It's literally the second thing I've ever wrote. I was really trying to be creative with like this flashback thinking how to tell the story and really make it my own. And people really saw that and believed in that. And, I, and I'm such a, again, like, like my friend Daniel, who is like my resident director, he he's like one of those study kind of people. Like he's read a lot of books and listened to a lot of podcasts and, and interviews and like and, and really tried to educate himself in the craft of screenwriting way more than I had. So he would be saying these things or these tools and these techniques to me and being like, you did it though. And I, and I was like, I don't know how I did it because I just know if I'm thinking about a conversation with this person, it makes sense that they say this and I say this. And then by the end of it, it leads to this. Like I would be doing these things and these scenes. I have no idea how I did it from a technical standpoint. But the second thing I'm grateful for is the fact about the idea not leaving me because I read it in this book that I have what is it oh big magic oh yes and yes and it's like she talks about how like ideas will leave you and go to somebody else and it's insane because this idea could have easily left me and gone to somebody else but it stuck around for years until I had the time and the patience to sit down and begin and start somewhere like you said right and I'm just so grateful for that and it's also been a big lesson in there's room for everybody. You know, sure, like maybe you feel like you're one of like 50 million podcasts, but who cares? Because like there's only one you and what you do can only be done by you. So it's like, fuck it. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yes. just that feeling that like there's like the competitive nature that comes with like gay web series. And I feel like there's more and more coming out now. And it's just like it eats at you secretly, but you have to fight that because there's room for all of us like in fact there's not enough of us yes. so we need even more of us yes. so how about that yes. so you know what I'm gonna do it you do it and you know what Fifi, Kiki and Cece also need to go do it because like that's that's where we are that okay? is exactly so it's just it's. I'm just very grateful for those two things for sure. So yes, yeah. that's that's so beautifully said. I, I just read something. I think it was a tweet or something, but it was something along the lines, and I'm sure you've read something similar, just like I don't want to sort of hate on people for trying to do 
something creative or something similar that I'm doing. Like there are infinite seats at the table. You know what I mean? There's the, by by allowing somebody else to succeed. This is what it was. By allowing somebody else to succeed doesn't take away from your potential success. It just nurtures the the wealth of success. You know what I mean? And and achievement. Bye. And there's no like pool where like you grab and then there's less. It's like and somebody else's achievements doesn't it's just like oh it's blowing my mind but like it's it comes down to like a lot of the issues that I've realized since the Black Lives Matter movement began and and the death of George Floyd and everything that I'm realizing that like in similar way from this success pool there's no there's no taking from me and giving to you and now I have less it's it's we all have the opportunity to grow and share and evolve together it's it's an infinite pool and I think for whatever reason, I guess it's just the society that we grow up in. It's it's in the fabric of our society. It's impossible yes, to escape. Yes, that white supremacist mindset. Absolutely, it is interwoven into the fabric of our nation, and it is literally something that will not go away overnight. No, like, yeah. you have to actively like yes, and the fact that you realize it and understand it is like step one. Yeah. And it's like yes, there is this certain level of like white people with all these things, these money, the fortune, all of it, like you should be giving, you should be spreading, you should be sharing. Absolutely. And I think that it boils down to us, you know, like here in New York City, trying to like work our way up. We have to work with the right intentions and from love because that's how we'll get there. You know what I mean? And if you, and it also, I, to me, comes down to the definition of success too, because how do you define success? Like, plain and simple for example are you that person who feels like if i don't make it to a broadway stage i will not have been successful is that how you look at it are you like yo i've been fucking it up booking things from jump since i came out of the womb so i did it yeah i'm successful you know it's like you have to decide where you fall on that that like if there's one person who says I felt seen watching that episode or watching your show, then I did it. Yes. And there were uh, plenty of people who did that. And I, I was, I knew that on the front end, I was like, I don't, I'm not trying to give you necessarily right now with this version of it, that HBO, we start the show and everybody's naked and like having sex, which is like, like going into that, that area of gay culture. Like I'm not, I'm trying to tell you my story and my version and in my way. And that's for the creativity and the individuality lies. And I was like, oh, I, if one person says, yo, like, I felt that, I did it. You did. You know, and, and you, you can probably guarantee that there's going to be one person in the world who listens to your podcast, for example, and goes, that one really, like, got me. Yes. And that's all you need. Yes. Like, you're not alone. So I very vividly remember about the six-month mark leading up to 30, so like halfway through 29, going into 30, there was like a major shift, like a major shift. Like I could feel myself changing, and I didn't really know what it was or how to pinpoint it until I got to 30, and then I realized exactly what it was. And you know what it was? Huh. I just stopped giving a fuck. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I just, I walked into 30 through the threshold from 29 to 30 and was like, I don't give a fuck about nothing. <laughs> like, this is, we're in the land of no fucks, Sherrod. Like, that's where I'm at. But the brilliant beauty in that was all of a sudden, you could do more. 
and you certain dreams these big dreams you talked about in the beginning seemed more attainable and I think that for me at least I've always sort of felt behind anyway mm. so like I started dancing at 18 I did five years of college because I double majored so I didn't I graduated a year later mm. which was a blessing because I would have never gotten to do a course line and discovered that I could do musical theater it's all it's all it all happens for a reason but I was always like a late bloomer once I got to college so from then on it was like you can't be upset that you're for example at the muni dancing full out for blood next to these like sophomores and juniors and seniors in college because it's like that just you know they I black don't crack so I look young I'm like babes I'm like 25 like here but my leg is still up don't sleep you know, so it was just very that that energy. Oh my god, you're dying! I love it. Um, because I'm a mess. I'll tell you, I hot mess my own again. So, but it's it's just that that feeling where if I'm gonna rest and give energy and space to this idea of like you're a late bloomer, you're behind, it's gonna take away from the forward momentum. So, me making my Broadway debut at 27 as opposed to 18 or 22 right out of school, it was like okay, I made my Broadway debut at 27. Thank God, because I don't think my knees could have held up much longer crawling on the floor as a cat for a year and a half. But thank you, God, you you blessed me right at the perfect time, you know? So for me, yes, there was a shift. Yes, the 30s are incredible. And yes, it is going to be a beautiful time for you. And I think that you have to continue to embrace it. Because I think if you run from it or you or you allow the past to be seen as anything other than building blocks for a better future, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Yes. You know, it's just it's very that that energy. And the thirties are quite fab and I'm obsessed. And even coming around to this idea of a web series, like, you know, different fans or people like I'm like happy birthday I just turned 32 and they're like 32 like what you look like 25 especially on camera I'm like thanks boo like the blessings of coming into a leap but still being able to do it because it's it's sure but I I would definitely not be sitting here saying the things I'm saying and feeling so in who I am if I gave any sort of space to this like why am I just not finding it at 29 30 31 32 no great i'm just now finding at 29 30 31 32 let's not give a fuck again the world is leveled to the ground especially the art scene in new york city you really don't have a reason to give a fuck because you're not stuck in pearl every day or ripley grew every day trying to hit a split but there's no space pretending like you're happy to see that friend you haven't seen in two months but you really don't give a fuck like not trying to avoid that you know let's go get lunch after this because we both got cut like trying to avoid that like you don't have to worry about that right now you can literally build sharing the feelings and make this brand the best it can be for the right reasons so yes like great 29 i'm finding it i'm living in it living in it let's go you know that very just very bad energy do you think it was just sort of part of your daily practice over time that has gotten you to this point of being able to sort of reject all that negativity and, sen- and and sort of self-doubt or, or that attention taken away or is, do those thoughts sort of creep in and you're just sort of a master at it now where you just be like, eh, that's, I, I don't need that. I'm going to focus on my forward momentum. Does it just sort of come over time? You know, I, <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like you explained me and like, like I've reached this enlightened place and I, I really truly feel so normal and so regular and feel like I struggle with it every day 
but you know what helps the most is doing what I want and what feels good and I think that that has been the guiding light for the most part especially the past year and a half I think it's really just focusing on today I want to do this like if I don't want to dance right now it doesn't mean I'm not a dancer anymore it just means right now I'm really focused on this thing and sure like I have to keep it real like I'm speaking from a place of I've got to do certain things to a certain level so the box sort of feels checked right so that's also like let's hold space for that and I'm not like um fresh out of school and on and like damn like I was just about to get started and now the world stopped you know like I, I'm not in that place so that's also a part of my perspective but it is an everyday battle whether that is a part of my perspective or not it's an everyday battle yeah. and we're always fighting those thoughts and those feelings and imposter syndrome and, and all the things like every day of filming neighbors I had imposter syndrome it was like I am standing there with this button up on shoulders back pulled up fighting for this thing pulling this train wearing all these different hats and pretending like I have it together but on the train going home every night like you were a mess you could have did better on that take you know and and it's never going to go away but we signed up to be artists and this is what it is and like the struggle and the comparing and the fighting and the things like that's a part of it so it's it's never just like light 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 love 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 (laughs) oh my god I'm so fierce like you know like it's never just that babes absolutely I was like I am what am I doing like I was going through that the past two weeks I'm like I'm just gonna quit my job and just but you have to be smart you have to think like a boss you have to think like a CEO and to do this step by step process you have to think steps ahead Mm-hmm. And getting back to the basics for me, yes, is doing it for the right reasons, but it is also thinking like a boss and thinking ahead, which is always going to be in my makeup and in who I am. And <laughs> it's working out. It is. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I can feel it. I can feel it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You just got to keep going and keep growing. That's what I say. And absolutely. It's just we have it made and things are happening and it will be just fine, you know? Just keep doing it and keep going and keep pushing yourself because I think that that is the part that we forget, right? You get comfortable, you get complacent, or you just, like, let that idea of, like, it's not going to be more than this. So, like, let me just enjoy this. And it's like, no, it could be. It could be. Like, push it to the max. Like, see it through to the end, you know? Yes. And we're not at the end yet, so you have to keep pushing. Yes. I think that I am, if we're talking about looking in the past... I use that as a marker or as a affirmation, um, as a gauge. I, since I started this, I'm going to be a dancer thing in college. It's been an uphill journey, literally. Like, sure, we have those those lulls, those those fires to put out, those hills to climb. But it's just been an uphill journey, personally. That's how I look at it. So my faith is everything. I'm like, God, you've already shown me. Just by bringing me this far and all the amazing things you've given me all the time, you've said yes to me. That's enough. Like, I don't even need to know what the end is or where I'll be at the end. I'm going to keep pushing and fighting all the way through every step of the journey because you've already shown me that if I do that, the potential is that much greater to get to where I want to be. So for me, it's like I don't try to, like, ignore the past or I don't try to forget certain things. Like, every experience, good and bad is all a stepping stone right and it's all god being like i got you i got you keep going keep going so that's that's how the faith works for me i'm just very i think that that's the calmness the 
groundedness you feel for me is it's not fake it's very it's very much that just that energy of like i don't really need to worry like even when i do worry i beat myself up because i'm like why the fuck are you worrying like literally you like you the cards were stacked against you there are people who give their whole lives to wanting to be on broadway for example and like you just showed up and was like i'm gonna hit a quick twirl and walk out the room and say a prayer that it was enough and you know hit a quick belt and you know sing to the balcony and we'll just see if they if they saw it in my eyes. You know what I mean? And like God was like, "Yep, here you go." And it's just insane to me, and I'll never forget it. And I'm not gonna, I'm not making it sound like I didn't work. Like I busted my ass yeah. every step of the way. Don't get me wrong, but that was all just more signs, more affirmations, more like, "Look, look what I did. Look what you did. Look what we did together." And it's like exciting because I'm like, "Well, he did it once, and he'll do it again." And that's faith, you know. So, yeah. Wow. I just can't thank you enough, really. I mean, I feel like we could talk for the rest of the day, but, you know, <laughs> got to keep a part two uh, available some sometime down the road. Yes, maybe. You, you let know me know. Mean? You let me know when you're available, Mr. 50 episodes, because you're booked, okay? Yeah. You're booked and blessed, okay? So don't, y'all, don't let him play you, okay? If you're listening to this, he just said that he's booked and blessed because he's making it so that he's booked and blessed, okay? Yeah. And that's what the fuck i'm talking about okay yes welcome to the last year of your 20s <laughs> fuck it all the way up yes all the are. way let's Ryan, go all the way up to the max babes all the way to the mother and max absolutely <laughs> I mean, come on. I am just on fire after that episode. Sherrod is truly a boss. He's a CEO. He has the mindset, the work ethic, the drive, and that special spark. I hope you listen to this episode at least one more time because there are just so many valuable tidbits on how to stay motivated and level the fuck up. <laughs> I wanted to take this chance to give you a little more information on Sherrod's web series, Neighbors, and share an exciting announcement. Neighbors is an award-winning seven-episode web series telling the story of two best friends who are recently unemployed actors navigating life during the pandemic, new interracial relationships, and one big secret that threatens their friendship. Neighbors is a culturally rich slice-of-life celebration of race and sexuality, a love note to friendship in the toughest of times. Sherrod is the creator, writer, executive producer, as he mentioned in the episode, editor and showrunner at times, and he also stars in the series. Now, time for the exciting news. As of today, Friday, February 26th, the series is now available for streaming on YouTube. So head over there right now and check it out. Invite your friends and family. You will not be disappointed. For any and all information, links to their GoFundMe account and soundtrack on Spotify, visit their Instagram page, at Neighbors underscore series. Thanks again for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast, write comments and reviews, and share with friends and family. The best place to reach me is on Instagram, at Sharon Feelings. Message me anytime. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Sharon.